Welcome in to another edition of the KSL.com Campus Report Podcast, your home for college sports here in Utah and on the Wasatch Front, taking you inside the lives and careers of several college sports on the Wasatch Front. And uh, we like to pride ourselves in dipping around the pool a little bit, but today's episode, we've got a very special guest. I believe this is our first ever um, lacrosse player, Division One lacrosse player, at least. I know that for a fact on the podcast. Um, and he's here for a pretty special reason, making some history. So first of all, thank you so much to uh, Utah graduate, uh, graduate transfer attack, Colin Burke, for joining me on the show for a couple minutes. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Colin, I, I, you say you're excited, but I got I to gotta be totally honest. I'm really excited because um, you're, I'm, I'm pretty sure I haven't gone back through the archives, um, but off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure you're the first Utah lacrosse player to join us. So that's obviously pretty exciting. That's why we had you on the show. Um, but maybe more importantly, you're the first professional lacrosse player. I know that for a fact to join us on this podcast. And you're also the first uh, Major League Lacrosse draft pick in Utah history. I don't know if you knew that or if that has sunk in much for you, but can you take that me actually hasn't right yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but can you take me back a little bit this weekend to the MLL draft? And it wasn't really kind of promoted with pomp and circumstance. There was no ESPN broadcast. There wasn't even a live stream, I don't think, as far as I know. It all took place during conference call. Um, but take me back a few days to when you found out that the New York Lizards had drafted you with the number three overall pick. Yeah, so I had originally had a phone call with Coach um, O'Hara, uh, the coach of the Lizards, um, about a month ago. And, you know, he gave me some insight on, you know, how they were planning to attack the draft. And, uh, you know, he gave me some insight that they wanted to take me early. And, uh, you know, being a, being a Long Island native, you know, watching the Lizards games growing up, it was it was something that I was super excited about. Uh, and then, you know, the night, Monday night of the draft, um, you know, I was actually just, just at home like everybody else, you know, uh, on, on social media, you can kind of just following the, their, their feed and, and kind of seeing what was going on. I hadn't heard um, anything prior to the draft. So I actually got the notification. I had gotten tagged in a in the the MLL post so I kind of found out just like everyone else did and you know I I I was super excited you know my mom and dad were right next to me gave him a hug and you know just it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be a pro lacrosse player um so for it to to finally happen is is awesome and you know to be the first Utah lacrosse player is just it's such a surreal experience because you know a year ago I don't even think I knew where I was going to go to school you know Utah wasn't really an option for me uh you know I had decided not to play my senior year at Fairfield and then you know I wanted to attack it I wanted to attack uh, the off season and and hopefully a school would look at me and I had uh, luckily enough my older cousins um, Brian Sean and Kieran Burke all played at North Carolina and uh, you know they had a connection with coach Brian Holman and um, coach Marcus played with two of my cousins so you know it, it ended up being like a perfect fit for me and and it all came full circle. Coach Adam Gittleman is uh, also from my high school, Cold Spring Harbor. Coach Manny is from Long Island as well. So, you know, it was a perfect fit for me. And then, you know, just going off of that, being drafted by uh, the Lizards is awesome. So I want to get into that here in a second. 
Um, but you buried the lead a little bit there. You grew up on Long Island. You said you grew up. You probably grew up back in the days when uh, the New York Lizards were the Long Island Lizards. Um, yeah. In fact, yeah. you remember your earliest experience with Lizards lacrosse? How old were you kind of when you, when you went to your first game and saw your first game? And, and do you, did that kind of leave an impression on you? Oh, totally. Um, actually, I, I have been lucky enough, you know, coming from Long Island, being a native, you start playing lacrosse very, very young, and especially having, you know, three older cousins who played at North Carolina. My sister played at Bucknell. One of my cousins played at Dartmouth. You know, lacrosse is kind of in the Burke blood. So I, I was always at those Long Island Lizards games growing up. Uh, I played on a travel team growing up, and we would always be those little kids giving high fives out to the fa- uh, to the players when they ran out to the field. So it definitely has come full circle. I think it's, it's awesome to be able to, to uh, get drafted by the Lizards. That's that's kind of a really long road to go from being one of those right. little kids giving high fives to those Long Island Lizards players to um, to actually being one of those players, being selected in the draft, being a priority selection, like I said, number three overall by those same Lizards. Yet your road to get there was kind of long. It did have to take you all the way to Salt Lake City. What yeah. What was it about? Utah lacrosse that really stood out to you was it was it mostly just coach Holman and his and his coaching staff or was there something about kind of the style of play and and maybe just the excitement about building a first-year program I guess uh up on the hill in Salt Lake City that that attracted you right I I I can't thank the coaching staff enough again they were they did such a great job of recruiting me and bringing me out there and showing me how beautiful Salt Lake is and and the mountains and the views I mean Salt Lake City is a very um amazing place and I'm so happy to have had the time there um but I I also want to give a shout out to my best friend Jimmy Perkins uh you know he was the first person to give me a phone call uh late last April and you know he had a vision in his head of us two playing together and you know Jimmy Perkins is a great off ball player and you know I think I was able to compliment him this year by you know dishing him the rock and I always make this joke to Jimmy but you know, if he doesn't catch it, I don't get the assist. So um, definitely the guys on the team and, and, and definitely shout out to, to JP, Jimmy Perkins. Uh, he, he was in the forefront for bringing me out to Salt Lake. And, you know, I saw the, the competitive drive that he had and how he transferred from Robert Morris to Utah as a grad student as well. So, you know, I think having somebody to senior grad student attackman on one line could, could really do some damage. And I think we did this year. For sure, and and do some damage you did. Obviously, we know the seasons the season was canceled, shortened as they say because of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, we all understand why that why that happened. But before it was canceled, uh, you ranked top twenty nationally in uh, in total points per game. I think you had something like ten or twelve goals, sixteen assists, um, which was kind of pacing to be a Utah program record. Obviously, we'll never know what sort of hap- what sort of would have happened but do you feel like this team was was kind of getting better and really starting to find its groove a little bit so to speak um yeah before the season was canceled yeah I mean the first game of the year we came out hot against Bellarmine at home uh I think we shook a couple people in in the social in the social media lacrosse world and they started to realize that you know they actually have a talented group. Doesn't matter if you're a first, second year, 10 year program, you know, everybody's playing the same game and the coaching staff that we had allowed us to, to play a style, a fast style of lacrosse that we all wanted to play as a Utah uh, team. And also me individually, I think 
I play at a fast pace and, you know, with the shot clock, uh, in 2020, it, it allowed us to play the game that we wanted to play. And, you know, we were just getting hot, unfortunately, you know, everything with COVID and, and the season coming to an end, you know, we were, I felt like we were just on the uprise, you know, we played a great game against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Jacksonville was a great team, but I think that was the turning point for us. And, and we were going up from there and, you know, right before the season had been canceled, we, we were about to play UMass and, and UMass was, was getting up there in the ranks, you know, they were top 10 team. And, and you know, I, I would like to think that we were going to give them a game and, and we were going to show the lacrosse world that, you know, Utah and Salt Lake City is on the map. For sure, 100%. And, and like I said, we'll never really know. And maybe that's kind of the hard part of sort of this canceled season is the fact that we'll never really know um, what was what, what what could have been, what, what was to be for a lot of programs, not just Utah, but for a lot of programs around the country. How long did it sort of take you guys to sort of digest the fact that the season was over? Because it, it felt like it was so abrupt from the outside. Did it did it hit you guys pretty hard, or or did it maybe take a little while to to sort of realize like, okay, well that that's the season. What do we do now? Right. Um, I think it, it it actually it was it was such a weird experience that no one has really ever gone through. Um, we were supposed to, we had played Mount St. Mary's the week before and we were on a bus to travel up to Long Island. We were actually going to play here on Long Island against UMass at Farmingdale State College. You know, I had a bunch of family and friends coming to the game. It was going to be a cool atmosphere and we're sitting in the hotel and we see the NBA got canceled and we're seeing all these major sports leagues getting canceled. And, you know, we, we had an idea that, you know, if the NBA is getting canceled, I think college lacrosse might be coming into an end. So I think, it was, it was so weird, but you know, it was, it was something that, you know, you can't really, you don't really have any decisions on it. And, uh, it's still on honestly hasn't hit me yet. Uh, you know, I'm still just hoping that I could have had, you know, those seven games back with my buddies and, you know, we could have gone after it, but you know, it definitely was a shock to all of us. For, for those who, um, and we're mostly a, a Utah podcast and a Utah news outlet and that kind of thing. So lacrosse is still growing out here. Um, I think that's one way to put it uh, that doesn't ruffle too many feathers. It's, it's certainly a growing sport and it's getting bigger, but it's, it's not quite where it is like in your hometown in, in Long Island or, or in most of New York or that kind of thing. So um, when we talk about Major League Lacrosse as a professional lacrosse league and then the top level of professional lacrosse in the United States and that kind of thing, um, it's not quite kind of the NBA level or the NFL level or that kind of thing with guys making multi-million dollar contracts and that kind of thing. Can you kind of describe to us exactly what uh, like a typical MLL type season sort of looks like for a lot of the players as someone who's been around it and sort of grew up around it? Um, and then what you've learned, I guess, in, in the past couple of days since getting drafted, what, what does a, a pro lacrosse season look like? And, and, obviously leaving aside that things might look a little bit differently this year because of COVID-19, but just typically. Right. Um, you know, well, growing up, you know, lacrosse is, it's been a summer sport. That's, that's kind of where lacrosse has shined um, throughout. I mean, my childhood, you know, summer lacrosse was, or the major league lacrosse was, was one of those things where it was the best lacrosse that you could play. It was pro lacrosse. And, and, you know, you were, you were playing, a game a weekend probably and, and two, two or three practice, maybe two practices a week. So um, I think lacrosse since my time growing up, you know, I think it's expanding and just even 
being able to help out in Salt Lake City and, and, and grow the game, I think you can tell. I mean, right down the road from my house, I saw five lacrosse nets my first drive to Utah. I was like, oh, my God, look at this. There's, there's nets out here, you know. I, I didn't really know where the game was on the West Coast. And, you know, to, to see the growth of the game and, and see the, the youth programs, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me a couple years down the line to see a Salt Lake City pro lacrosse team or, again, like, like a PLL coming to Salt Lake City to, to show, you know, the game and, and show the, the fast pace. And um, to go back to your question, I, I think – lacrosse is taking that next step to where these you're a pro lacrosse player now it's not one of these things where you know you're working a a nine to five job during the week and then you know you're you're getting on a plane to come to wherever you're playing that weekend you know people are starting to take lacrosse as you know this is going to be a legit a legit sport uh you know as of as of 2021 and as of right now so um to see a, a professional athlete, like a professional lacrosse player, not a sec, lacrosse is my second job is, is, is awesome. And, you know, that's my full pursuit right now is I, I want to be a full-time professional lacrosse player. And, uh, you know, I want to be the best player that I can be and as I go forward as a pro. That's awesome. And just hearing you say that and talk about, talk about that and, and being able to envision being a full-time professional lacrosse player, I, I think speaks loudly to sort of how far the game really has come because, um, you might be a little bit younger to remember this, but I do remember the days when it was kind of that you had that nine to five and then got on a plane and, and, you know, played for Ohio or Boston or, or Chesapeake or whatever it was on the weekend. And then you would, and then guys would go back to their day jobs. Um, a lot of them in like financial firms and accountants and that kind of thing. So you saw like these high level business brainiacs for lack of a better term um, during the week. And then they would step, out of the boardroom and onto the lacrosse pitch and, and just like hit somebody on a face off, um, which was always a really fun image to have, I guess. Um, I, I always said if lacrosse really wanted, if major league lacrosse really wanted to market itself, they would make guys step literally out of the boardroom, like in their shirt and tie and play a game of lacrosse just to kind of illustrate that factor. But, right. um, but I, I think we're, I think we are getting to a point where we're a little bit beyond that. And we have guys who have these followings and, and can kind of provide for themselves with, with endorsements as well as their playing contracts and, and that side of, sort of thing. So I'm really excited to hear you kind of venturing down that path, I guess, and then sort of seeing that as an opportunity. I think that's really cool, Colin, um, to be totally honest. Um, I got to bring this up and, and we'll, we, we won't go all the way down this, down this road um, for a number of reasons, but there are now uh, two, really we'll say two and a half because I guess you've got the NLL, although that's an indoor league, so it's a little bit different. But we've got, we've got really two professional outdoor games, outdoor leagues, two very different business models in the MLL, and then the Premier Lacrosse League, which you mentioned a little bit um, that is uh it's the traveling league and it's going to come to salt lake city this summer covid covid barring i guess um but when you look at those two leagues and the two of them kind of vying for players and drafting players and that sort of thing are are there advantages and disadvantages to both leagues and that sort of and and that kind of thing can you see kind of a reason why guys would want to play in both leagues and how they can exist I guess simultaneously right, in yeah. the professional lacrosse game. Yeah. So 
a perfect example is 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 um myself honestly you know you look at some of these guys who are coming out of college and you look at the PLL and the stacked rosters of guys they have I mean you look at the archers and they have uh coach Marcus Holman and and coach Will Manny and you know for for somebody coming out of college wanting to pursue professional lacrosse in my my eyes the, the move is 100% to play in the MLL because if you look at it from a standpoint where you have almost some of the best players in the world in both leagues it's pretty hard to make a roster anywhere in pro lacrosse nowadays with the talent and somebody like me I would take full advantage of you know, being able to maybe earn a roster spot on the Lizards and be a starting player, where as somebody who goes to the PLL, if you're not dressing, you're not getting paid. So, you know, it's one of those things where there's, there's, you know, ups and downs to both leagues, but somebody coming into the league who, you know, wants to make a name for themselves, wants to maybe, you know, get a sponsorship with a Maverick or an STX. Um, and being a face, the face of the MLL, like somebody like Dylan Malloy, is a is a positive on my end because I get to play with a guy like Dylan Malloy who's great and you know look at all the success that he has and and, and the face that that he's brought to the MLL. I, I honestly believe that I think any of the MLL teams could take some of the PLL teams and I always thought it would be cool as of last summer that they did maybe a collab where you know the MLL played the PLL and you know what I mean. So I think that would be awesome. That's a really good idea. I like it. I, I think we need to pitch this to our major league cross friends and our PLL friends for a, maybe we'll take the all-star game and we'll just go MLL all-stars versus PLL all-stars. I think that would be, I think that would be great. That's, that's an excellent idea. Um, and, and, and I agree. I, I think that a lot of MLL teams could also maybe learn from the PLL um, at the very least in terms of like branding and logo design. Some of those uniforms are pretty slick. Um, <laughs> kind of on that yeah. end so you've got the the established identity of major league lacrosse but maybe some of those guys could use a little bit of a refresh when it comes to what what the premier lacrosse league is doing with with some of their brands and some of their identities i don't know maybe, just a thought guys like i'm not yeah. a designer but right. just throwing that out into the ether um <laughs> well colin i've i've wasted enough of your time here so i i thank you once again for joining me from your home in long island thanks for talking about lizards lacrosse and utah lacrosse and and kind of what they've meant to you in your journey is there just anything else before we wrap this up that that you're really looking for this summer as you as you initiate i guess your professional lacrosse career yeah i mean i think a lot of people would say this but just being able to get back on the field is is something that i'm really looking forward to um you know i've been caught up in my house you know i think like everyone else so for me, just being able to take that next step as a pro and being able to, to, to put on a wizard uniform or whatever uniform that I do end up putting on, um, you know, it, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. For sure. Colin Burke, uh, six foot attack man from the University of Utah by way of Fairfield. We should give a shout out to Fairfield. They, they did quite a bit for you in your progression, but uh, now hopefully assume to be starting attackman for the New York Lizards there in Major League Lacrosse. Thanks so much for joining me on the KSL Camps Report Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it.